When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Insight. This is Duck Insight. Insight on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 30-yard line. Back to throw on third down. Pressure comes. Trying to run away from it. He will not. He'll be sacked. Not a lot of speed as he had nobody open and tried to get out to the left-hand side. Got it only back to the 26. And Arion Springs said, not get around me. Herbert. Empty backfield as Freeman comes by and doesn't get the ball. Stepping up, throwing right side. Pot at the five. Griffin's going to move into the right side of the end zone for the touchdown. Striding in. And he knew when he caught that ball, he was going to score. Allen with a snap. Going to keep it and run right up the middle. Goes out. Ball comes loose, but and it's still loose. It is still loose. Oregon's got it, and i got to try to run it. 
25 yard line. Tyree Robinson, the 10, cuts it back at the five, powered down at the three yard line. Oregon looks like they've got a running formation in, a wide out each way. Breland in tight, and Benoit behind Herbert. And give it to Benoit going left. Cuts it up, dives into the end zone. That's a good way to kick off a Monday, a new week of Duck Insider, and a 3-0 football team. That's what I like to be talking about. We'll take your Facebook comments and questions, all things Oregon and Wyoming, and now all things Oregon and Arizona State. A 7 o'clock start out in Arizona. Arizona State, a high-powered offense, but a defense that did give up 52 points to Texas Tech over the weekend. We'll talk about that. Texas Tech and Oregon are the two top total offense teams in the country, and Arizona State has to play them in back-to-back weeks. Kind of a tough draw for Arizona State, though I think Todd Graham squarely on the hot seat, as it were, right now. So this is a big game for him and his squad. Oregon, though, the defense certainly looked the part against Wyoming, didn't it? And we'll be talking about that all throughout the show today, along with your Facebook comments and questions. You can also find me on Twitter, at Joey McMurray, J-O-E-Y-M-C-M-U-R-R-Y, talking all things Oregon and Wyoming. I do want to say it was really cool for me. uh, It's kind of the power of this show and modern technology. It was really cool to see one of our regular fans tuning in. Eric was out there. Seeing the Wyoming game, had his son with him. I think he even got an autograph from Coach Taggart. That was pretty cool. So, Eric, thanks for saying, hey, I always appreciate it when you fans get a chance to come out to those road games and say what's up. That was pretty cool for me to uh, be able to talk with you for a minute there, Eric. And without regard for what happened on the field, this was a interesting game, I think, from a few different levels, which we will get to coming up. Before that, a few news and notes from the day. The Oregon Football Coaches Show is tonight. The Willie Taggart Show will start at 7.05 on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. You can join us at the cooler tonight. It's going to be fun. We'll have a couple players there as well. Coach Taggart will join us every single Monday, and it will be fun down at the cooler. Voted the number one sports bar in Eugene. Coach Taggart will be talking about his 3-0 football team with Jerry Jorge and myself down at the cooler tonight. Look forward to having you join us just uh, actually across the way from the Oregon Athletic Campus here on the Autzen side of the river. Also of note, softball has announced that walk-on tryouts are set for October 4th. More info, godux.com. There's a form you got to fill out. you got to be a full-time student in good standing at the University of Oregon, but the walk-on tryouts are happening October 4th. More info, godux.com. We do have a kick time for Cal and Oregon. A 7.30 start. It will be a Fox Sports 1 game. Remember, Oregon at ASU, a 7 o'clock kickoff on the Pac-12 networks. Those are your next few games. Some evening games for the Ducks. A 49-13 final against Wyoming. Ducks are now number number 24 in both the AP and coaches' polls. And a lot of questions about Charles Nelson have been asked. Coach Taggart did address the media today in the Hatfield-Dallin complex. His full press conference coming up in just a little bit on Duck Insider and he said Charles Nelson sprained his ankle and they hope to have him back soon and hopefully he'll be ready to go. So I know that that's going to be the first question that uh, will be asked over the course of uh, probably the next few days until there's more of an update on Charles Nelson. Um, We will go through some of the stats here because I thought that the Duck defense did outstanding defending Josh Allen. 
Josh Allen is looked at as perhaps the number one quarterback to come off the draft board this year, and Oregon was outstanding. Only 182 total yards allowed to Wyoming in that offense. Now, I will say, I, just from looking from the sidelines and in going back watching the game too, I thought that the level of athlete and the weapons that Josh Allen had around him this year compared to last year, there's a, a, a quite the drop-off. So maybe he just doesn't have the same weapons around him that he did last year, but still, you got to credit the Duck defense for what they did. And I think that it really comes down to third down. That was something that Oregon really struggled with last year. Defensively, the Ducks gave up a ton of third down conversions. In fact, they were 126th in the country in that category a year ago. This year, 10 for 35 opponents all season long now. That's a 21.28% rate. They're top 10. They're number 9 in the country in third down defense. That's saying something about the improvement that Jim Levitt and his staff have made on the defensive side of the ball. This was an interesting note from Rob Mosley, who was doing the research yesterday, and he tweeted it out. Oregon, the only FBS team in the top 10 for third down conversions, both offensively, they're at 53.85%, and defensively at 21.28%. How about that? Ducks are also the only team in the FBS top 20 in both rushing and passing yards. Talk about picking your poison. So the offense has been good, particularly in the first half. And I've already seen a couple questions on the Facebook stream about that and how the Ducks have not been as good in the second half as they have been in the first half. Maybe they're taking the foot off the gas or they haven't executed as well. Whatever it is, whatever it is, the <laughs> Ducks have been outstanding in the first half. Listen to some of these numbers for, for just a moment. Oregon has scored 42 points in the first half of every single game this season. How about that? Oregon has scored 42 against Southern Utah in the first half, 42 against Nebraska in the first half, and 42 against Wyoming in the first half. Second half hasn't been as strong offensively, but I thought defensively, they really shut down Wyoming. Really shut them down. Well, again, only 13 points, and 10 of those points were off turnovers. The Ducks cut down on the turnovers. That could have been a dominating performance. I mean, we were talking about it on the broadcast that in that first half for Oregon, if they don't have those turnovers, it very easily could have been like 35 nothing. And Oregon was just blowing Wyoming out of their own stadium. I thought that that was really the one negative factor was the turnovers. That's something Coach Taggart talked about. We'll hear from him coming up in just a moment. Duck fans, Jackson's giving away the ultimate game day experience for four, including VIP tickets to the Arizona game and much more. Enter win every time you buy qualifying Mountain Dew products with jackson.com or see store for details. Royce Freeman, you got to talk about him. He's leading the nation in, rush, in rushing touchdowns with nine. And how about this? Kenai Benoit is one of the guys who's tied for second in the nation. He's got six. 15 rushing touchdowns between Royce Freeman and Kenai Benoit in the first three weeks. Pretty good non-conference for the Oregon running attack. Royce Freeman now has 53 career rushing touchdowns. He's tied with the Michael James for the most all-time at Oregon. Also needs 477 yards rushing to break LaMichael James' rushing record at Oregon. He's closing in to Pac-12 marks as well. LaMichael James is second all-time in the Pac-12 in terms of rushing yardage, and it looks like Royce Freeman will be breaking that record. Imagine if he was healthy all of last year, what some of the numbers could look like for Royce Freeman. It's been an incredible run 
to see. Incredible run to see. Uh, see a few more people commenting about Charles Nelson and see what's up with him. Uh, Coach Taggart did say today that it is a sprained ankle. They hope to have him back soon, and hopefully he'll be full go. And I do see a couple people who have asked, and, and this is something that was addressed in the press conference you heard about coming up in just a moment, is the Ducks have had some issues fielding punts, and Charles Nelson was one of the guys who's had those problems, and Coach Taggart did, dis- did discuss that in his weekly press conference. I, I thought really... The Ducks kind of shot themselves in the foot from it being a total blowout in the first half and ended up being a total blowout anyway. But some self-inflicted wounds definitely have given the opposition for the Ducks, I think, some extra chances over the last few weeks, and that was true against Wyoming as well. That muff punt, the fumble, those were keys for the Cowboys to kind of stay within striking distance before Oregon's defense really shut them down and pulled away. The second half, though, has not been as strong for the Ducks. Coach Taggart has cited execution. I think sometimes when you're up big, you take the foot off the gas a little bit, and that's just part of the game. But I know that a lot of fans wondering, hmm, that could come back and bite them because it almost did, actually, against Nebraska. There's no doubt. And something that the Ducks are certainly thinking about here heading into a matchup with ASU. And ASU is a team that can score in a hurry. It's pretty incredible to look at some of the offensive numbers for Arizona State over the last few years. And then you look at Oregon, you go, okay, yeah, that's just Pac-12. But remember, Todd Graham is a defensive coach for Arizona State, and it's been the defense, actually, that's had some problems with Arizona State. So this could be a high-scoring matchup. And again, like I said earlier on the show, Arizona State has to play the top two teams in terms of total offense in back-to-back weeks now because Texas Tech, and Oregon are the top two in terms of total offense of the country. Arizona State just lost by seven to Texas Tech, 52-45 to 45 last weekend. And now they got to go play Oregon in Tempe. Interesting matchup for sure. Could be a shootout, but that's where I think one of the themes of the week for me is going to be how good is Oregon's defense. They've played some pro-style systems. Arizona State's a little different. Arizona State's got a mobile quarterback. They can move the ball around. They're going to spread things out just like a lot of the rest of the Pac-12. How do the Ducks perform against that defense? I think that's a question. Or, excuse me, how do the Ducks perform against that kind of offense when the Ducks are on defense? And just with the level of athleticism that Arizona State has, Coach Taggart today said that they're the most athletic team Oregon's faced by far. Something to look at. I think that's going to be kind of one of the themes of the week is how does Oregon's defense really match up with Arizona State? This could be the week that we find out just how good that defense is. And, I think the Ducks do need to keep the pressure up in the second half because Arizona State is the kind of team that can score quickly. So if you start to take your foot off the gas or whatever it may be in the second half, all of a sudden Arizona State could come right back. It's a really interesting matchup. We're live here at the Duck Store where you purchase to support the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Oregon. If you missed it, a couple more notes. Uh, we will be at the cooler tonight. Join us. Come out. You can meet Willie Taggart, get a chance to talk with the Oregon football head coach. We'll be chatting with him up on stage, Jerry, Jorgie, Terry, and myself. And he's going to bring a couple players along with him as well. Down at the cooler, 7 o'clock on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Tune in at about 7.05 when the show will get rolling. But head on out to the cooler. You can join us for some good food and conversations about Oregon football. We'll continue to talk about Royce Freeman and the accolades and the records that he is closing in on. And real quick again, if you missed it at the start of the show, the Cal-Oregon kick time has been set. 7.30, a Fox Sports 1 game. And remember, Oregon at ASU is a 7 o'clock kickoff on the Pac-12 Networks. We, of course, will be on the air for pregame two hours before the start of the game every week. So that means a 5 o'clock Pacific time pregame show. Terry Johns, the host of that, leading up to kickoff in 
Arizona. Should be a good one this Saturday. We'll start talking about that. And Coach Taggart recapping a dominating performance against Wyoming. The new head coach is 3-0, and leading this duck attack. And boy, have they been fun to watch on offense. Hear from Coach Taggart coming up. His press conference is next on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win, giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Since the people of Oregon created the lottery in 1984, over $3 billion in lottery funding has helped Oregon business do more business, supporting projects that create jobs now and lay the groundwork for more in the future. Much of what the lottery funds isn't glamorous, but to Oregon's workforce, it's beautiful. The Oregon Lottery, it does good things. Lottery games are based on chance and should be played for entertainment only. Duck Insider from IMG. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Joey Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. We're live here at the Duck Store, where we purchase Port Ducks, past, present, and future. And just looking at some of the numbers around the country, you heard me mention earlier that Royce Freeman is leading the country in rushing touchdowns with nine, and then one of the guys that's tied for second is Kanai Benoit with six. Been an incredible rushing attack, and Royce Freeman just continuing to climb the charts at Oregon. One more rushing touchdown, and he's in sole possession of the all-time record for rushing touchdowns and touchdowns here at Oregon. He will break LaMichael James' record. Arizona State, a team that can score. They got a mobile quarterback, something that Coach Taggart talked about over the course of his press conference, which we'll get to in just a quick moment. I want to mention as well today, women's golf is in action. Yeah, in the fall, it's always, it kind of sneaks up on me that golf and, and tennis aren't their fall slates, and women's golf is in action today. We'll keep you updated on that over the course of the show. Kat Mertz, head coach of Oregon Soccer, will join us coming up in a little while on the program today as well. 4 nothing win for Coach Mertz and her squad yesterday evening. They're looking pretty good. In fact, it's the best non-conference record for Oregon since 2005. More notes on that coming up as the head coach of the Oregon soccer team joins us in a little while. For now, Willie Taggart, the head coach of the football team, is 3-0. Pretty good start 
non-conference, 3-0, heading into Pac-12 play this week. Willie Taggart meeting with the media today in the Hatfield-Dallin Complex. What did you like on film after reviewing that game, and what negative things did you did you find in that game? Um, I like I like the W. We got a win, and uh, like the way our guys came. <coughs> excuse me. I like the way our guys came out and and played with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and, and executed well in the first half. Um, like the way our defense performed throughout the game, and and again limited them to passing yard the the, the little passing yards that they did have um, was was really good to see by our defense and shut down their run game. Uh, was good to see and continue to get turnovers. Um, bad things is um, we want to eliminate turn, turnovers from from um, our standpoint. You know, it was also good to see that we uh, cut back on the penalties. So uh, we got better in some areas, and there's a lot of room for improvement. And, again, we have another week to, to work on those things and try to improve. Willie, did, did you sense that the defense was confident during fall camp, or was is it just success kind of leading to that exuding of them getting more confident and making more plays? Um, I think it's a little both. I, th I think they were confident, and then to go out on the football field and actually do it, I think that that kind of solidifies some things that they were thinking in the first place, you know, and there's nothing like going out in the game and performing well and showing that you can play good defense. And our guys, each and every week, they're gaining confidence, and each and every week they're getting better. So um, that's good, and we can continue to get better each and every week, then we're going we're gonna to be okay. Is this team where you want it to be heading into conference play? Um, I think we're making improvements that we need to make. You know, um, I think we improved each and every week from game one to game three and, and gotten better in, in a lot of areas. And, um, again, I think there's more more areas to improve in. And as long as we continue to improve throughout the season, um, we'll, we'll be okay. It seems like when when Charles went out, the passing game took a little bit of a dip. What impact does his absence have on the offense? And then, do you expect to have him this weekend? Um, Charles is an explosive player for us. I think we all see that. And uh, when he went out, we lost an explosive player. You know, I don't think you see much of our offense change. You know, we just need guys to step up when the quarterback gives them the ball. We expect for them to catch the ball and continue to have the success that we've had throughout the season so far. Um, Charles sprained his ankle, and um, hopefully he'll, he'll be back here in soon and uh, be ready to go. Kind of staying along those lines, what did you think of the guys that replaced him, McNeil and, and then Taj, just their overall impact of how they performed? Um, McNeil struggled. He had a, a drop um, ball that hit him probably in too good of a place. But, um, again, I think he'll he'll bounce back and, and make some plays for us. And, and um, Taj came in and did some good things for us, and which we expect for him to do anyways. And uh, we need for him to continue to to get better as well. So um, and I think they all will. I think Manila will get better, Taj will get better, and, and the rest of the group will. Has there been a moment, offense or defense, or a play really, a non-conference play, where you're like, this is what we want Oregon football to look like? This is what we want it to exemplify our team? Um, yeah, the first half of um, all these ball games has probably been the moment that I want our football program to look like. But, um, again, we made a lot of 
good plays that you get excited about and say, hey, this is what we can do. But there's also some plays we, we wish we wouldn't do. And um, like I said, there's so, like I said the other night, that it's, it's great to, to get a, a win knowing that there's so much more that you can improve on. And and our football team know that we have a lot to improve on. And, and again, our challenge each week is to see how good we can play as a unit. And we still haven't shown that yet. Is, uh, is Herbert the type of player that even notices that there was, like, what, 18 scouts there or something like that? Like, do you think he cares? Um, <laughs> that's a tough question. It's hard to say they don't care, but um, I don't think it's as big of a deal as it is to most people. You know, Herbert is one of those guys that just locked into what he has to do and, and helping his teammates out and doing whatever he can to, to help his teammate. And if, if his play helped his teammate, he's he's happy with that. But I don't think he, he's that type to get caught up in all of that. He is, <clears throat> he's a different bird, uh, but in a good way, you know, and, and he's a great teammate. Hey, Coach, so the TV commentators were saying left side of the, the – on the running game, Oregon's depending on the left side of the offensive line and the right side is struggling. Would you agree with that analysis? Uh, Do you agree? No, I don't agree with that. Um, it's kind of interesting how you can just watch the game and, and analyze and say that's what it is. Um, I doubt that. I think we had success um, on both sides of the, of the line of scrimmage um, throughout the year. We've had success running to the right, and we've had success running to the left, and we've had success throwing the football. Uh, we're having success, so uh, I don't agree with that. What was the process of addressing the penalty situation? What did you do to get the message across? And as you watch the game, did it strike you as that clean, only the four flags? Well, I think a big part of it is for us to eliminate the um, the personal fouls. Those are the ones that drive you crazy. Those are the selfish penalties that we can't, we, we just can't have. And uh, some of the other penalties, you know, just our guys playing really hard and, and it wasn't anything they intentionally tried to do. It's just playing hard and some of those you can deal with, you know, but also just stressing to our guys that we just we can't have them. We've got to continue to get better. And and when you see it in practice, you coach it up. And I think putting the emphasis on it daily uh, paid off for us. What did you see from uh, Chuck Pagano uh, last week or two that kind of gave you an indication Chuck that he was Pagano? getting ready? Chuck Pagano? <laughs> you know, Scott Pagano. There you go. <laughs> Pagano um, is the kind of mess me up. Um... He's a good football player. He just needs some more reps. You know, we got him a little reps. And he's he's got to get in football shape. Um, he hadn't played football in a while. so But uh, he, he's doing some good things. And, again, I expect for him to continue to get better each and every week and, and see more um, reps each and every week as we continue to go. Chuck Pagano, Scott Pagano. Pagano just looks a good football name. Willie Taggart meeting with the media. And you heard him talking a little bit about the running to the left and right side of the line. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've had good success running the ball, no doubt. Head over to Oregon Sports for officially licensed duck fan gear, including Nike sideline and team issue apparel for the whole family. Oregon Sports, two locations, shops at Gateway in Springfield and across from the Valley River Center in Eugene. More of Coach Taggart's press conference, his thoughts after the Ducks kind of dismantled Wyoming and now heading into this matchup with Arizona State, including, remember, the sheets that the Ducks on the sidelines would have to hold up to prevent Arizona State from stealing signals, doing all that stuff. Coach Taggart addressing that coming up. Stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance Companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. Oregon's Bottle Deposit and Return System. Since 1971, it's been a big victory for Oregon, keeping containers from littering our landscape. And we're big winners again with Bottle Drop, where it's easier than ever to return your bottles and cans. Bottle Drop centers are springing up across the state, run by an industry cooperative dedicated to reducing litter, recycling materials, helping nonprofits, and creating jobs. Enjoy your beverage and Bottle Drop your empties. We'll pick them up. Locate a Bottle Drop near you by visiting BottleDropCenters.com. You're listening to Duck Insider, Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov. Duck Insider presented by Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you inside the Duck Store where you purchase support the Ducks past, present, and future. I want to remind you about the Oregon Game Day app. You can download it from your smartphone's app store. Stay up to date with the Ducks news and social media. Tickets in the app, live game broadcast, facilities information, anything you'd want to know about going to a game. Remember, if you had the Oregon Game Day app last year, and it's if you were on your iPhone, if you're an Apple user, You have to go back and download the new version in the Apple App Store. For whatever reason, when the new version came out, it didn't automatically update from last year. So just punch in the Oregon game day and you can download the new version right there in the Apple App Store. Coach Taggart meeting with the media today in the Hatfield-Dallin complex. And before we get to that, part two of his press conference, how about this? Bovada, uh, for those of you that pay attention to the odds for games and all these different things, Bovada today actually released uh, some updated odds to win the 2017 Heisman Trophy. Royce Freeman and Justin Herbert from off the board last week to 25-1 to odds this week. People starting to pay attention to the Ducks, particularly that offense. There's no doubt. Coach Taggart meeting with the media in the Hatfield-Dallin Complex. Part two of his press conference starting to take a look at Arizona State. In past seasons, teams have kind of taken extra precautions to to make sure that Arizona State can't see their signs on the sideline. Is is that something that you guys are worried or concerned about at all? Uh, No, we're not. If they can pick up our signs and stop us from that, then... More power to them, you know. But uh, we're not concerned about that. We have a lot of different signals. 
you never know who's live. If you ever look over, you see a lot of guys moving and giving a lot of signals, and and every game is someone different. You just never know. What challenges does Arizona State bring? Um, this is going to be the most athletic football team we played this year by far. Um, they have great talent, great skill, and and um, a very mobile quarterback. And again, that's going to that brings another challenge uh, to a defense. So um, I'm sure Coach Levitt and the defense coaches um, have our guys ready for this this challenge in front of us. It'll be the first time we've had a. Uh, a really good mobile quarterback that we had to go against. So um, defending him in the run game and in the pass game is going to be a challenge for us. Plus, they got some really good backs and receivers too. So uh, it's going to be a good challenge for our football team, which it should be. It's Pac-12 football and a very athletic defense. Uh, linebackers run really well, good skill, good D-line. And it's Pac-12 football. It's going to be a challenge, and we'll be up for it. Uh, Coach, how's it feel to get your uh, team back in both uh, top 25 polls? Did you think you could crack it uh, this week with a win? Uh, we really don't talk much about being ranked or anything like that. That's never been anything we emphasize. We always talked about getting better, and, and I think by being ranked, it, it shows that our football team is improving, and uh, we're getting better. We're doing the things that we, we set out to do, and they, again, each and every week continue to get better. So um, we don't put a lot of stock in that right now. Um, we just got to continue to do well and to keep ranking it. I mean, we're doing what we're supposed to do and, and we're continuing to get better. I saw you guys uh, picked uh, Pickett as your defensive player of the week. It had to be a tough decision. Not a lot of guys jumped out statistically and a lot of guys did made plays. What about him jumped out and, and was it a tough week to, to just pick one standout from the defensive effort? Well, Nick has been really consistent for us and considering him being a freshman and, and have to make a lot of calls and um, some of the things we were asking him to do was uh, really good to see as a freshman that you can go in and get it accomplished for us and again he's been consistent in his play and um, he's made some big time plays for us out there and he made some big plays in that game for us and which um, which a lot of guys did but he, he was one of the guys that was most consistent. Coach your uh, your freshmen uh, are, are making quite an impact early. Are you a little surprised at how much they're contributing uh, this early in the season? Uh, no not necessarily because we've seen it in practice and these guys that you all are seeing playing out on Saturday they did a lot of these things in, in training camp and some of them did it in spring ball so um, it's not surprising it's just a matter of getting them in there and letting them do what they do and um, I said before I feel like we have some more guys that's capable of, of coming and, and making some plays for us and, and helping our football team out. You know how has the Pac-12 changed or evolved since you were at Stanford? Jeez. Uh, that's a great question. Um, still a great league. Um, there's a, a lot of good football teams in this in this conference, and um, again, you got to come bring your A game every week, you know. And and I don't think there's other than coaches and different players. I don't think there's much change. I think the parity is is even closer than what it was back then. And and I look at the North. You you don't take a week off nowhere in the, in the North. And um, everybody's good. And then again, you go in the South. There's good football teams. You got to come bring your A game every single week, and um, that's a good thing. 
some of the issues handling punts and kicks is, is that addressed purely by personnel moves or do you feel like you can coach that up in season and, and improve well you can coach it up i think if um if it's can if that if it's the same person consistently doing it then um, i think that warrant a, a personnel move but if um if someone's different that's doing it you just you got to coach those guys up and and make sure they understand the importance of, of take care of that football force Willie, stylistically, the three teams you played in non-conference play seem like kind of pro-style type offenses. Are you going to see some some different types of things when you get into Pac-12 play that you have to be ready for? Oh uh, yeah, uh, we'll see some different things this week. You know, this this team is different than what we've we faced so far. Um, more spread and and a lot of similarities to some of the things that we do offensively. So I think. Um, our defense has seen a lot of the things they're going to see this week um, within our football team. And um, I think as you go throughout the, the Pac-12, you'll see a lot more spread and some quarterback runs and, um, again, more challenging. You have your first uh, uh, road game under your belt now with the Oregon team. What do you think you learned about your uh, your guys uh, playing on the road? Um, we can play football just like we do at home. We can take the show on the road. And... Um, and that's what you like for your football team to be able to play well no matter where it is. You know, you got an opportunity to play and you're on a football field and you expect for our guys to go out and, and play at a high level um, every single week. And our guys showing that on the road and uh, we're going to have to do that again um, this week. So it was great to get one out the way and now we um, all know what it's, what it's like, especially as a football team. That was our first time on the road together with the players and the coaching staff. So that was a little different, but everybody understand what how we do things now, so it should be a little easier for us going going into this week. Well, you seem to come out on offense, a lot of energy in the second half, and I think all the fans are wondering uh, what's going on in the second half. Is almost a deja vu, except for one touchdown. Any insight, anything changed? Because, like I said, you seem to come out with a lot of energy and passion, but just didn't quite get the score on that first drive. Um, we just didn't execute. You know, we got better. We scored seven points. So we got better from the week before, but we just didn't um, execute at times. And there early in the third quarter, I thought in the fourth quarter there, um, we started to get our mojo back and, and move the ball. And, and we were moving the ball. We just stepped on our own toe as we got down there. Once was a turnover, and I know a three and out and one on the fourth down that we didn't get. But um, not concerned at all. We just got to continue to get better. Like I said, um, it's great when you can win big and still have a lot to improve on. And um, I know our guys are looking forward to um, getting better. Willie Taggart, Oregon football head coach, meeting with the media. And coming up, it's time to talk a little soccer. Cat Mertz is here, ladies and gentlemen. They won 4 nothing yesterday. I think uh, we'll talk about that and some good things heading into conference play coming up. Stick with us, Duck Insider, on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Have you ever wanted your own branded T-shirts? Well, look no further than Enthusiast Media Group, the preferred promotions provider for your Oregon Ducks. With over one million items to choose from, EMG is the premier source for branded apparel and other swag items. Whatever you need, maybe business uniforms, club team apparel, school merchandise, or even corporate gifts, EMG has you covered. Use the offer code EMGPROMO to get $50 off your first order. Find us online at EMGPROMO.com. That's EMGPROMO.com. Enthusiast Media Group, bring your brand to life. It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. 
giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen. All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work? Yeah, anything 15 or higher is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum. Great, got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn more at cdc.gov cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. It was a good weekend for the Ducks. Uh, not only did football dominate, but Oregon soccer dominated as well. Kat Mertz, head coach, Oregon soccer, joining us. Uh, glad the air quality didn't seem to affect things, and congratulations on a heck of a weekend. Feeling pretty good? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, two wins on a weekend is fantastic. Um, you know, five goals in two games is also fantastic, and zero against, so we'll take that. I like it. Uh, with yesterday's win it's the best non-conference record for Oregon soccer since 2005 no pressure or anything <laughs> I mean I just you know I got to put the facts out there uh, so pretty good non-conference are you happy with with the way non-conference has gone overall for the squad yeah you know I think we grew a lot from the first game um, I'd like to you know face NC State in the tournament um, because I think we're a completely different team mm. Um, you know, I knew Montana this weekend would give us some fits, and uh, they're a good team. They tied Washington State on Sunday. So, you know, I think the Montana and Idaho, they're going to go on and contest for the, the Big Sky Championships. Um, but, you know, I mean, Idaho State was a good game. Um, it was nice to be able to play um, pretty much everyone that was healthy. And so, you know, that gives uh, a lot leading into Arizona weekend. 4 nothing on Sunday, and then Montana on Friday. Mia Costa had a big save mm -hmm. in that game. Is there anything that she can't do? <laughs> Mia's awesome. Uh, she's just, uh, uh, you know, a lot of energy, um, magnetic personality, and uh, she can fly down the flanks. And, um, you know, she didn't play on Sunday, so we're hoping um, we can get her back for Arizona. But if not, um, you know, we've got some really great players uh, that can fill her shoes. But uh, no one can really fly like Mia. I mean, she's she's fun to watch when she gets going forward. And, you know, I know she's on a lot of people's scouting reports. Um, you know, if you can shut down our right side, um, you know, you'll be successful. And we've actually talked to other coaches about, hmm. you know, what the scout is on us. And, um, you know, a lot of it has uh, Mia Costa involved. How beneficial is that to be able to talk to coaches? I know a lot of the coaches in the mm -hmm. industry, you guys are all a pretty close-knit group. Yep. And it's, uh, it's kind of a, 
a tight-knit group, I guess, is the best way to describe it. How nice is that to get some of that feedback, and how often are you able to do that with fellow coaches? Um, you know, not with everyone. I mean, right. there's obviously some coaches out there that uh, we don't know quite well, but, um, you know, we played Oklahoma, and Matt Potter is a dear friend of mine, and we're able to connect with some of the coaches and just say, hey, you know what, after the game, you know, and trade a little information. Well, this is what the scout is on you, and, you know, we, we definitely want um, – Obviously, any team that we play, we want them to be successful. You know, that's going to help our RPI. Right. Um, so, so after the match. After that, the yeah, match. After the after match. match. Got to be clear. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, I think that goes in. And, and, you know, this day and age, there's so much film out there. Right. There's um, this unbelievable video system that, uh, you know, we use now that's called Instat. And it breaks down everything we have so many stats it's unbelievable but the the funny thing is is we have it on the opposing team and anyone that uses instat gets all the information so we have all of arizona's information we have all of stanford's information and you know we're all using it um you know and so that's that's kind of fun to see um but uh th there's so much video out there so sometimes it's nice to just go ahead and chat with the coaches are you ever surprised by an opposition's scout on you or do you kind of as a coach know what the report would be on your own team and does that kind of help you formulate your coaching I mean, how, how do you kind of balance all that I guess? well you know i think what it does is reinforce something you know like uh we know we attack down the flank a lot you know um oklahoma was like if we force them inside, they don't know what to do. And so we worked on that, you know, and we wanted to provide some variety in our attack. And against Montana, the goal came centrally. And so, right. you know, we challenged our players to, you know, mix it up a little bit. And um, we know we're really dangerous on the flank. You know, we, I think we lead the conference in the amount of corners that we have. And uh, so uh, we're, we're getting quality chances. And so now um, we just need to, you know, mix it up a little bit a couple notes from from the weekend i've been noticing the last few weeks actually you really outshot your opponents mm -hmm. it seems like has that been a big focus mm -hmm. i mean to, to kind of be ha be the aggressor i guess if you will offensively it is we we've talked about in the spring um we went back and you know coach manny martins did a great job of breaking down our attack from last year and a lot of it was our efficiency was pretty good and we uh, compared to the rest of the teams in the pac 12 we were in the top half in the sense of our efficiency in front of the goal where we lacked was the amount of shots um you know we didn't take nearly as many shots as the rest of the teams in the pac 12 and so that has been something in the sense of if we can increase our shots we'll keep the same proficiency or efficiency and see if we can increase the efficiency by one or two percent we're going to be playing for a pac 12 championship I heard you mention that that central attacking was, was something you were working on. You alluded to it earlier. It seemed like it paid off, too, against Idaho State. Mm -hmm. I mean, four goals. And are you happy with kind of the development of the, the midfield and the central attack? For sure. You know, we didn't have Sophia Chambers on s the second half of the Montana game and um, Idaho State. And so it opened the door a little bit. We were able to see some different combinations in there. Um, we need to be able to play in the midfield. The Pac-12 is a special conference, and they have some of the best players in the world um, playing. I mean, look at UCLA and Jesse Fleming. Um, she's a stellar Canadian. And, and so th those are the midfielders that w we're dealing with, and we have to be able to get comfortable on the ball. And I thought this weekend we did a good job with that. Kira Fawcett's strike. <laughs> yeah. Can you walk us through that a little bit? I mean, if you haven't seen <laughs> the video, this is – this is some na 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 na, -na type yeah, of goal scoring stuff. Yeah, it was a stuff. great goal. Um, you know, I think Kira was a little upset that she didn't put away a sitter. She had an opportunity, some really great movement, combination play, and 
uh, her teammate passed her the ball, and she should have put away. Um, so I think the rest of the game, she just <laughs> was like, I am going to get, I'm going to score. Okay. I'm going to score. And so funny enough, you know, I think someone was making a run through a great penetrating run and Kira probably could have slipped her in and played her in front of the goal. And I think on the bench, we were like, Oh, pass her the ball. Why are you shooting? Oh, it's a <laughs> <Win>. goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a fantastic strike. And, you know, Idaho State's goalkeeper played really well. She played really high off her line, but she played really, really well. I, I give her credit. She was all over the place, and she played her heart out. Um, you know, it could have been – probably should have been a little bit more. But um, I give it – I think Kira probably leads the nation in the sense of the amount of minutes that she's played with how many goals she has. You know, she's only played a certain amount of minutes. She battled an injury from the NC State game, and, you know, she's fighting to come back in it. And – um, she has three goals now, and, and I bet you she's only played a handful of minutes. Talk about so. efficiency. Yeah. Right? You know, talk about impact. You yeah. Know? Talk about making an impact. You yeah. can even make a positive impact or a negative impact, and she's been doing a great job. You mentioned having uh, a few different combinations coming in and some players dinged up over the weekend, and then imagining even some just for good experience. You know, I think Caitlin Carter getting some time mm-hmm. in goal. I guess two-part question. Good to get the experience for some of those players. Maybe one part question. Good to get experience for some of those players. <laughs> yeah, you know, anytime these players can get their first time on the field and even this season, um, always gives them more experience. Um, you know, the morale of the team, you know, always increases. Uh, people are in good moods, um, you know, but that's tough. I mean, we have 30 players on our roster. I'd love to play all 30, but the end of the day, um, you know, we had eight people injured, you know, like, holy cow. Um, good thing we have 30 players right. on the roster. And, you know, Mia Palmer took advantage of her opportunity. You know, Mia Costa wasn't healthy. Mia Palmer stepped on. She even scored a goal, you know, and Bree Parsons done a good job. We've had to move around our backs. Um, you know, Abby did a good job starting for Sophia. And so I thought the players were ready for their opportunity. Nice to have a Mia substitute for a Mia. You just say yeah. Mia from the bench, right? Yeah, Mia Palmer. I mean, it gets confusing at times. <laughs> um, but two right backs, you know, named Mia. Um, and they both can fly. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Mia's Palmer's development and growth. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Mia Costa have a great senior year. Kemmerts, head coach, Oregon soccer, joining us. Before we move on and kind of look ahead a little bit, I want to ask you about the St. Baldrick's Foundation mm-hmm. element of the game on Sunday. Yeah. That was pretty special. It was, you know, I mean, our our players have really bought into the St. Baldrick's Foundation um, that was brought to us by Tom Seratori, our Director of Operations and Player Development. And, you know, he created this event when he was at Valparaiso, um, and he's been doing it for 12 years where, you know, bring in uh, players and, um, you know, shave people's heads in honors of the victims of cancer survivors. Um, and so our players, uh, Caitlin Wong, most importantly, she came up with the idea. We did a 7v7 tournament in the spring. She fundraised over $40,000 for it, um, was able to raise that for the St. Baldrick's Foundation. And so this Sunday, um, you know, we had little Scarlett there, who's a 7-year-old cancer survivor. Um, you know, department stepped up big time and, and got both teams, you know, pregame warm-up shirts um, that had Scarlett on the back of the, of the shirts and hope in the front. And um, you know, it was really special. You know, I know the football team did a great job with stomp out cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think our, our, you know, University of Oregon is really buying into this, you know, prevent and awareness to childhood careness. And she was adorable. Oh, Scarlett was awesome. She did a little interview at the end of the game. Awesome. She listened to our halftime and pregame speech, which is great. 
Um, she probably could have given the halftime and pregame speech, you right? You know, we did. We, we talked about a little bit about, you I know, the leading into this game was our last non-conference game. But most importantly, remember why we're playing this game and why we're wearing yellow and why we're wearing yellow jerseys. And, you know, we're going to play for those who can't play and uh, making sure we, we recognize that as a team. That was cool. Yeah. It was really special. cool. Uh, Pac-12 play begins heading out to Arizona. Mm-hmm. You guys are traveling, you said, Friday? Yep. Heading out Friday, We're going to jump o'clock. on the plane with the football boys. Right, exactly. You got exactly. any room over there, Willie Taggart? Come we'll on. see. <laughs> Coach Taggart, we'll find come out. Come on, come on. No, we fly into Phoenix, and then we head on down to Tucson. They actually have a football game Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're rearranging some travel stuff, but we're going to practice later that night when we get there. Got it. And, uh, yeah, and then we play Saturday under the lights, and they do a fantastic job with their fans, and it's um, it's a great environment. Um, you know, the coaches down there have done a great job, and it's a tough game. It's a, it's a, it's a hard game, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll be healthy, and if not, it's all right. We've got players to step up, and they'll be ready for their opportunity. 7 o'clock. Depth. Depth. That's what. <laughs> that's right. That's what we we're talking about. That's right. uh, I mean, do you feel good? What What's kind of the focus, I guess, heading into conference play? Take inventory a little bit, if you will. Well, you know, we're we're sitting back watching the film from the weekend, um, evaluating. I mean, the biggest thing is to get healthy. I think everyone is really enjoying that we only have one game this weekend as a Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, but us is defensively uh, making sure that we are um, not giving up set pieces. Arizona is very good with set pieces. They're very good with their throws. They're, they have long throw, foot throws. Um, and they are high energy. And so we have to be ready to, to physically run um, and be ready to calm the, 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 the game down. If You know, like Idaho State, they did a great job, right? They had nothing to lose. And we kind of got wrapped up in their energy. They were pressing. We wanted to press. They were pressing. They wanted to go for And it was this almost end-to-end. And when we settled the game down, opened it up, made them chase a little bit, we were able to penetrate and get a goal. And so that's going to be one of the lessons that I think that we need to take as a team, which is take a breath. Take a breath. Let's go back to duck soccer and uh, see if we can spread these teams out and pick them apart a little bit. Pac-12 play begins Saturday, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Safe travels. Thank you very much. I you appreciate know, it. My, my one thing, Pac-12 play, every game is a championship game. We don't have a conference tournament, so every point matters for us. 7 o'clock. Cat Mertz, head coach, Oregon soccer. Saturday. Yeah. We'll be tuning in. Yeah. We'll be home in two weeks. Two weeks. That's true. It's, yeah. It's going to be, it's kind of, it's back-to-back road trips. I, yeah, yeah. I forgot October about that. October 4th, I think, is it? October 4th. Maybe 3rd. 3rd? I'll double check. Thursday. Thursday. Okay. I'll double check. That. Okay. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> She's Kat Mertz, head coach, Oregon soccer. Good luck. get a win. All right. Out thanks. there in Arizona. <laughs> back after this, um, talking with uh, what we officially deemed the brain trust of Oregon football. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a second on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Since the people of Oregon created the lottery in 1984, over $3 billion in lottery funding has helped Oregon business do more business, supporting projects that create jobs now and lay the groundwork for more in the future. Much of what the lottery funds isn't glamorous, but to Oregon's workforce, it's beautiful. The Oregon Lottery, it does good things. Lottery games are based on chance and should be played for entertainment only. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance Companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. 
They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner, just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. This is Duck Insider from IMG, America's home for college sports. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law and Life is in Sports. You have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safer. CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law Firm, proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. And today's show brought to you by your Oregon Lottery, a proud sponsor of the Ducks. Since 1995, the lottery has contributed nearly $7 billion to help fund Oregon's public education systems, fueling the future for Oregon students. The Oregon Lottery, it does good things. We welcome you back for the final segment of Duck Insider on a Monday. I was hoping to get to one of our post-game conversations with some offensive linemen. Uh, it was pretty funny. I had one offensive lineman scheduled. It was going to just be Jake Hansen who would join us on the post-game show. Then all of a sudden, uh, Todd Miles from Oregon Athletic Communications turns the corner near the locker room where I'm set up to do interviews post-game, and he says, well, I actually got three of them for you. Shane Lemieux and Tyrell Crosby then come running out. And we don't have time to get to the full interview, so I'll save it maybe for a little bit later. But we were kind of joking on the broadcast, actually heading into that post-game interview, because they, they, they joined me right during a commercial break. So I had a couple minutes to kind of talk with the guys. And Jerry and Jorgie just said, well, it's the brain trust of, of Oregon football. And, you know, we, we were kind of kidding. But the thing is, and I actually talked with Jake Hansen, the Oregon Center, about this at, at the cooler at the coaches show last Monday. And it was fascinating to kind of talk with the offensive linemen because they really do make a lot of those calls. I feel like a lot of times people don't realize just how much the offensive line is kind of taking inventory of the defense and moving things around. So we were kind of joking about that, but as, as I was talking to him, you know, we got into some of the more technical stuff. And one of the things that they did say that was, was interesting, I thought, is the way that they got the push up front. Shane Lemieux was alluding to this and Jake Hansen a little bit as well when we were talking on the postgame show. They were able to get such a good push up front against Wyoming 
in large part due because they kind of knew what they were looking at. And I think that that makes a huge difference, especially on the offensive line. Uh, women's golf in action today. Uh, women's soccer not in action till Saturday. They're on the road. And how about volleyball? Uh, Pac-12 play is underway for volleyball tomorrow. The Civil War is at Matthew Knight Arena tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, MKA, Matt Ulmer's Ducks, who are now number 8 in the nation, will host Oregon State in the Civil War. We will talk to you for Duck Insider tomorrow, including a conversation with Oregon Volleyball head coach Matt Ulmer. Hear from offensive football players and coaches as well. We'll talk to you then. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by Understood.org and the Ad Council. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. You should be a walk in the park. Please wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the ring cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. Fire in the hole. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Bingo. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.